0: Hi there again. I'm Father Matt Kovic and I'm the rector of St. Mary's in Verdun and St. Mark's Anglican in Elkhorn. We have a, once again arrived on the doorstep of Advent, and I marvel at how fast the time has gone, even in the midst of a pandemic where lots of things have either, well, slowed down or stopped entirely. For me, at least, it feels like both time has flown by and stood still at the exact same time. Now, for those of you listening and don't know what Advent is, Advent is actually the four Sundays before Christmas Day. In the liturgical calendar, the church calendar, Advent is a time of preparation for the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ, the light of the world, into the metaphorical darkness of the world. In many churches, including St. Mary's in Verdun, we light candles on the wreath for each week of Advent, with a fifth candle being lit on Christmas Eve and being lit throughout the Christmas season. With each passing Sunday, the light emanating from the Advent wreath grows and grows. And during the Christmas season, all the candles lit together is frankly quite the sight. But before we get to Christmas, we have Advent, and again, we start Advent in metaphorical darkness. Now, if there was a people that could tell you about metaphorical darkness, it was the Israelites of the Old Testament. In our Old Testament reading for this morning from the book of Isaiah, chapter 64, verses 1-9, we find those very same Israelites in that metaphorical darkness. You might remember that they had spent all these years in Babylon away from their home, away from their traditions, away from the God that they loved and vowed to serve. In our reading for today, we find the Israelites rebuilding after that time in exile in Babylon. Imagine with me what that would have been like for them, not only rebuilding their lives outside of the crushing Babylonian rule, but also re-establishing their relationship with God. And if there's one thing that has helped me as I've read the prophets, is that the prophets are preaching to a people that had run away from God. As Psalm 106 verse 39 puts it, the Israelites have become, quote, unclean by their acts and prostituted themselves in their doings, end quote. In their exile the israelites had forgotten about their relationship with god and the prophets were calling the people back to the promises that they had made in the many many covenants that we find throughout the old testament and that we've talked about before i'm sure now after all those years away from things and traditions as they were rebuilding their lives they actually did remember their relationship with god However, as it happens when things get left by the wayside, over time, memories start to become fuzzy. And I can't help but wonder if that's what's happening in Isaiah 64. Their plea for God to come and do all these things that they mentioned indicates to me that they actually didn't remember all the things that God had done with them previously. Now, they had some foggy moments of the big moments when God came thundering down, but they didn't have any memories Of the day-to-day reality of living with God. They remembered him at the big entrances as they call upon him to make another big entrance in Isaiah 64 1 when they cry oh that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence. Now yes of course God acts in huge ways the Old Testament as well as the New Testament too has lots of stories of God acting in big ways. However, the Israelites had forgotten a core tenant of God, that God is at work all the time. God is at work when we think that God cannot see us or that we cannot see God. The invisible hand of God is active and is looking after your life, even when you do not recognize it. Great, that's, that's nice to hear, that the invisible hand of God was looking after the Israelites in their exile in Babylon A land that they did not know and they did not recognize what does that have to do with me as a 21st century Christian one might ask and I can't help but wonder if verse 9 might provide that quintessential so what answer I tend to look for Isaiah 64 9 reads this do not be exceedingly angry O Lord and do not remember iniquity forever now consider we are all your people Now, as I've mentioned before, the overarching message of the prophets of the Old Testament was to call the people of Israel back to God after they had run away during the exile in Babylon. While God had been acting in the lives of the Israelites, the Israelites actually thought that God had been angry with them. And it's a fair point. In their panic at being in exile, they had abandoned God and literally grasped at anything in order to find some semblance of, well, normal. In this verse, chapter 64 verse 9, the prophet is begging God not to be angry and to remember not the transgressions of the Israelites. And the prophet wanted God to remember that these people that are begging for his mercy and begging for his presence, the Israelites, were still the people of God. Now, for us, down to this day, and as we start the Advent season, we are to tr- do the preparation work in order to re- truly receive the gift that is the Christ child this Christmas. And in this passage, the prophet is reminding us that it's good for us to hold ourselves accountable for all the wrongs that we have done, the ways that we don't follow God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength. And all the wrongs that we have done when we think we don't deserve the love of anybody, much less of God, God does still desire to be part of our lives and in right relationship with us. And even in all of our failures, we are still inheritors of all the promises that God has made to the people of Israel that we might see God that the Messiah will return and that we will find joy in the coming of the kingdom of God. And so, my friends, I leave you with a question this day. In what ways will Advent be a preparation time for you to hear the good news of the light of the world being born into the darkness of the world? Now, yes, of course, there is some prep work that comes with the secular celebration of Christmas, you know, buying presents and all of that. But there's also some prep work to do for the sacred celebration of Christmas. I invite you this week to think about, while you think about ways to spiritually prepare for Advent, I want you to think about this core question. What does it mean for you to be a beloved child of God? How does this change your viewpoint of who you are? How does this change your viewpoint of others around you? When you think of others just as beloved as you, even though you may not be able to stand in a room with them for more than two minutes, it changes everything. When we reflect on these questions as well as others for the, in preparation for the birth of the Christ child, we can be set free from the darkness that can so easily ensnare us. And so we pray. O Lord, eternal Son to thee, whose advent or coming sets thy people free, whom with the Father we adore and Holy Ghost forevermore. Thanks be to God.